So, hey, I have a guest here today. Uh, she's 16 days shy of her 50th birthday. So she's feeling fit and effing fabulous, I'm sure. And she's um, a mother of two. She's a home care physical therapist and a martial artist. Hey, 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 this is Shelly Shell with another episode. Actually, it's the second one this year for Evolve Women's MMA, and I'm Shelly Devine, and I'll be your host. So anyways, um, I have a guest today, and she's 16 days, so she's told me 16 days shy of the big 5-0. You, yeah, 5-0. And she's a mother of two. So just like maybe a lot of you listeners, uh, she's a home care physical therapist, a working mom, and she's also a martial artist. I'd like to welcome a friend of mine, an older student that I had, one of my first students actually, uh, when I used to uh. run a yoga studio. But... Um, <laughs> I'd like to introduce to you, Cara Crisofoli. Hello. Hi. Long time no talk to. Well, (laughs) thank you for joining the show. Oh, it's something I can help you with. You helped me a long time ago. I'm going to help you. You are terrific for doing it. But I'm not really sure how I got roped into this. (laughs) Well, I think you... you, Kind of went I on. I posted something on Facebook, and and you were like, "Oh, what's this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Okay, all right. So, how did I thought you started with me doing like a cardio kickboxing class? But I think you need to correct me because I think it was something else. Yeah, I mean, my there's this little yoga new yoga studio opened up in in our, our little town, and a, a friend of mine, my neighbor over here, goes. Hey, let's go. And I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? Let's do yoga. <clears throat> so we started and we met you and, and, and a couple other people doing yoga. And you had offered classes. So you started doing the yoga. And we're like, all right, this is fun. This is hard, but <laughs> it's good. Um, so we started just doing yoga. And from there, it kind of a couple years into doing I don't know, two years maybe it lasted? I think so, yeah. We were doing yoga for a while. And then, um, I mean, I was probably trying to get you guys to do a little kickboxing here and there. And um, I think we kind of got into that a little bit. Um, I I think I persuaded you somehow. I remember, you know, getting you to do things and you would tell me, no, I cannot do that. (laughs) I can't do that. No, I cannot do that. Yep. And I just remember a specific thing. We had rings hanging from the ceiling. And I think I had you either doing pull-ups or maybe, you know, doing one of those things where you pull up and you stick your feet up in the air and then you kind of flip down and around or something. Did I have you doing that? Oh, I couldn't do that much. It was probably just pull myself up. But I remember (laughs) that. Yeah. I remember those things hanging and and, um, it being like, oh my God, you want me to do what? Cause I have, I'm like no upper body strength. That was my thing. There's no upper body in this, in this body. So it was like, Oh, I can't, that's hard. <laughs> so even a lot of that yoga was hard because it was, it was, um, using my hands, using yeah. my arms. Yeah. So it was weird. Yeah. And, uh, cause then you, you did, you, <clears throat> you sort of got us roped into willingly, I guess a uh, morning kickboxing, like a 6am class. And we oh, would alternate right. kickboxing, yeah. yoga, a little bit of um you would put in a little bit of like your other your other specialties of the Muay Thai and um Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and I think it was while you were learning at the same time. Probably we adding in what you had learned to our stuff. Yeah. And sort of making it interesting. So it was fun. It was one of those things that, you know, I'm not a morning person, but I would get up and go and Yeah, at six AM. Oh man. Yeah. Up. <laughs> and it was fine and I kind of like followed you 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 did it a little bit here then you had to leave there and you did it down at um in Rosendale for a little bit oh that's right I forgot about that wow I forgot about Rosendale so yeah. you did it there yeah and then after a while it just kind of had to 
had to stop, but it was, it was, it was fun. I mean, I, I enjoyed trying to do it and, and learning a little bit about these, these, these martial arts stuff, like between the Muay Thai and the, and the kickboxing. It's like, wow, I have never heard of this stuff. What's this all about? Yeah. And I was say where you kind of went, do you guys want to go see a fight? It was like a January. And you're like, do you want to go see a fight? I'm like, a what? A what? I want to go see a what? And, and I kind of, we all went. I did, was it just it was me the whole group, they went right? to? It was all a group, group of group of women in 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 Dedham or something. I think I I, yeah. I don't remember it. And I think you know most mostly everybody enjoyed themselves. There was maybe one or two that were like, "Oh my God, no way!" This yeah. is yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it, it is hysterical. It's like you know, this is how I describe it. You know, it's a banquet hall full of of a room full of a room full of testosterone. All these guys, all this MMA, all this action going on. And little do the little does the wedding party the next day know what happened in that room on a Friday night. The night before. The, the night battle. before. I mean, it's like had the bride known what was going on the night before. It, it's it's hysterical. Yeah. But I, it was awesome. I was like, oh my god, that's cool. I, I you know to be able to watch and sit and 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 kind of get to know like what are they doing? What's this? You know, yeah, it was kind of feeling the energy of the room and and then yeah. there were no women fighting at the time. Uh, nope. No, but I remember meeting someone and I actually, you, you, I listened to some of your interviews this week and you actually just talked to her. Was that Amanda? Amanda Buckner? I remember meeting her. You were there with me on that one? I don't know. Not on, I don't think it was that one, but I remember meeting her in one of the first ones because she was in Portland. I remember meeting her. Yeah. Um, not knowing her story, but I remember meeting her and we were so just. So, do talking. you remember the fight? Like, I mean, I don't know if it was the same fight, but was her, her husband was fighting. That was the night. Her husband was fighting and he suplexed a guy. It was like WWE. He picked the guy up. His head was down, like, you know, like facing down at the mat. And then he threw him over his head and, like, and then landed. They both landed on the back. And it was like a real live suplex. It wasn't like. And, and I mean, the other guy, it, it wasn't practice or anything. I was like, oh, and it was like crash, like a huge crash on the I, I don't oh remember. God. And I probably didn't even know what I was watching at the time. Do you know oh what I mean? My like, gosh. I didn't know crazy. what this, you were know, we standing room stuff? only in there? Were we standing? <laughs> probably. We were standing. Oh, we wow. were standing room. So went to that one, went to a couple one. I think the best one was when you and, you and I met Steve and we sat ringside. Yes, Steve Reader. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So it was like, just kind of like, oh, I want to be part of this. I want to be a little bit a part of this. Yeah. But then you, we, circumstances change. You had to stop. Yeah. And my son was going to karate. So the guy was like, well, why don't you come here? And I'm like, okay. So it just sort of changed my focus. I mean, I still like keeping contacts. Like I'm, I'm about relationships. I'm about getting to know people. Yeah, so, that's like, one thing to keep... too that you must. Yeah. yeah, you must have developed a lot of relationships with. Um, well, it's funny because you got involved in the martial arts back then, so you must. You, you actually probably have stayed more in touch with people that I introduced you to than yes. than I have. Yep, <laughs> I ran into uh, people along the lines at different seminars, and we're like, "I know you. I met you a long time ago." Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of. I I still go to these things and find I like I like I kind of like started to where find people that oh there are people that like this yeah. there are people that enjoy all this stuff so it's like I'm, it's nice to get to know more friends and more people that you know have this interest and uh and that's where I'm kind of getting to know more people in it is is fun it's exciting every time I go I meet somebody else that's great. So your son, you went to your son's school. Is that where you started? Yeah, it was um, Kempo, after I left. After you left, it was Kempo Martial Arts. Out, um, Daryl was the instructor and he's like teaching Alex. And I said, well, I used to go, it closed, whatever. And he's like, oh, well, come here. And I'm like, oh, really? Really? And I'm like, okay. But I just needed something to do. By that time, I was like probably late 30s, and I'm like, all right, I need something to do. I'm not a gym person. I don't want to go to the gym. I, I can't do like the morning boot camp anymore. I was getting tired because I'm a late person. Um, 
So it was like night classes and change of scenery. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll go. And we were a group, little group of people started to, you know, you start to learn different combinations, different techniques. And you're like, okay, doesn't make sense, but I'll keep practicing it and learning it and learning it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it, it slowly like makes sense. And you slowly learn a little bit more and you work your way up through the belts. And I remember halfway through like green and brown belt going you know, I just got in the test, just passed that one. And I'm like, there's no way I can, there's no way I'm getting any further than this. I, I you know, <laughs> as much fun as like the kickboxing and the no thinking was, you know, I'm just doing, I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? You know, mm. and, I, and I just kind of started to remember that, you know, I, I needed something to do. You know, I kind of was like, I don't quit things. Mm-hmm. I don't quit. I don't stop. Um, if I start something, I either see it through or, you know, I have a pretty darn good reason for stopping. Right. So I think that's what it was. It was just like, I'm not quitting. I'm proving yeah. this to myself that I can do this. And I think that's where it came to. It was like, you know what? Why, why can't you do it? Why? why? Who says you can't? You know, um, sparring. We spar every Thursday night. I absolutely love it. You still spar? It. You still we spar. We put on the, I'm like padded to death. But did, we spar. Did, did I remember? She's, you guys remember 16 days from being 50 and she's still, still sparring. Sparring. I love it. But the, but the it. point was. was Why sparring. do you love it? Why do you love it? Well, it's a great exercise. It's a great workout. But the, 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 the kind of the turning moment for me on the, on the sparring was like, okay, I'm not going to beat these guys. I'm not going to beat them. They are going to kill me. They're bigger, stronger, they're bigger than me. But it's learning, it's teaching me how to take a punch, how to hit, how to watch, how to see, how to like kind of interact. You know, I laugh because I was thinking of this. We're, we're, as women, we're like bubble space, you know, stay away from my space, stay away from me. And then here we are, martial arts, like on top of each other, yeah. on top of each other all the time. You're in your space. You need to get nice and close to do that technique. You need to be by fighting and hitting each other yeah. and and that took a long time to get over so then the sparring was definitely like yep yep I can do this I, this is so much fun but I still get my ass kicked but it's fun <laughs> like the best workout ever do you, so do you like at 50 years old we still love this de-stresses you too it de- oh yeah it's like therapy it is therapy to be able I to say it's therapy when you can go and punch somebody in the face and nobody gets mad at you. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Not that you do a little Not mad, but no, but they really, I mean, like, I mean, I've gotten punched a couple times in the face or whatever, but nothing major has ever happened, you know? Yeah. Um, well, can I go into my, my, my diagnosis? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Because it, it stems from this. Yep. So, you know, I got, got my black belt, 12, nine, 12, you know, I got my first degree black belt was prepping. Okay. Three years later, prepping for my second degree, you know, it's 2015. Yep. I'm going up on the test. I hear, I learned in like March or April that I was going to be on the test in June. Like, Oh my God. Okay. Start practicing. Sparring night, one night in sparring. I got a, I'm, I wear a calf chest pad. I, I, I need it because I just, you know, the stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. But I got hit and it got hit right here. That was like, you know, what is that? So for like a week, couple of weeks later, I kept feeling the spot going, what is that? Why does that hurt? I remember getting hit kind of, this was in the beginning of March. I actually had just had my mammogram clear, nothing going on on that. And then finally, like after a while, I'm like, you know what, let me go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor. <clears throat> they said, let's ultrasound that. Let's, um, and they ultrasound it and they biopsied it. And they, and, and it was funny. Cause like, this was fine. Nothing, nothing, you know, nothing was bothering me there. Just that little spot. Yeah. Major amounts of stomach issues. My stomach's always killing me. I'm always hurting. So April 24th, it was a Friday. I had taken the day off with Nicole and Alex. We were doing something. Nicole and I wanted to go to Patriot place. So we go to Patriot. Well, we have a nice big lunch Then we go to Patriot place. And like for a while there, I was like, just, we just sat in the car in the parking lot for a few minutes. Cause I'm like, Nicole, I'm tired. You know, it was a big meal. Mm-hmm. My stomach was bothering me. So I'm like, let's just sit in the car. We were just about to get up and get in the car. My phone rings. And, and it's April 24th, two days shy of my 47th birthday. Wow. And my do- it's my doctor going, um, yes, I got the biopsy results back. And it was ductal cancer in situ. And I'm like, what? What the hell? What? Where's that yeah. from? Yeah. So I kind of went, huh. 
okay. And then we, she said, I want you to come in and you're going to do this, that, and the other thing. And I want you to go see a doctor at Faulkner. I'm like, okay, no problem. And it took me a minute to process it. And I, I, I got in the car, or I got out of the car, we started to walk and I'm texting Kenny going, I just got diagnosed with this. Texted my mother, same thing. And my mother like freaked out. My mother, like yeah. my niece was there. My mother sort of freaked out when yeah. I said, I can't really say it out loud right now, but this is what, what I found. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God. Um, and, and I was like, okay, I got this. Yep. And I'm like, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine because my mother had just had it. My mother had just had it. She went through radiation. She was fine. My wow. mother-in-law had kidney ca colon cancer. Mm -hmm. She went through chemo and radiation. She was fine. So I'm like, I can do this. I just watched two strong women go through this. Mm -hmm. But still that Friday night, April 24th, I got the news early in the day. And I remember going, I just need to go to class. I just need to go to karate school. So I went and because I was going up for the test, I would just show up all the time and just practice, practice, practice. So I remember just going, there's two separate rooms in, in the school and you walk in and you go, you go to the um, left and it's where you, we practice. You go to the right, it's just a room you can practice. Right. And I went in there and I just sat down. I just sat down and sat in the room and just sat in the corner. And the instructor, Daryl, has a um, room off to the side where he sits and he comes walking out and he looks and he sees me and he looks at me and he goes, and he goes, what's going on? Hmm. And that's where I said, you know, I just got diagnosed with the ductal cancer and I have to go through radiation. And, and he went, oh. oh, is that a type of breast cancer? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, type of very early in the duct, very early breast cancer, hmm. um, very early. So. I, I kind of credit the, the hit for helping me find it. Had I not gotten hit, I wouldn't have noticed it. But the wow. huge thing was that I was like, oh my God, I'm, I've got to do my test. I'm supposed to be on the test in June. How am I going to do this? So by the end of the conversation, just sitting there talking with Daryl about it, he's like, you know what? We can move the test. The test doesn't have to be in June. So he moved the test up for me because wow. I didn't know what day I was supposed to have it. So the test was moved up to May 25th. So of course I freak out because it's moved up sooner. Right. But you know, had the, got my black belt May 25th, had to do surgery in June. They took out the duct. They had to go back again in July. So it was kind of like the timing of, you know, May, May was my test. I did it. Thank God. Do I ever want to do it again? Not really. Did the test. June was the end of June was first surgery. July was the second surgery. August started radiation for six weeks. Wow. So it was like bam to bam to bam in like three months and, and it's totally fine. It's totally gone. But it was like one of those like shit life throws you a little curve. You don't even know. So I was like, Oh my God, you know, what do I, you know, what the hell did this come from? And that's where it's like, okay, my time, me time. I, I'm going to do what I want to do. Cause I just got thrown a curveball. Yeah. How did that, that, that's how that affected you. You were like, well, wake up call. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. And between my wake up call of like, you know, Okay, I see old people all day long. I see people elderly. I'm, I'm with an elderly person every single hour. I'm like, I don't want this. Hell, hence, that's why I'm still doing karate, still doing martial arts. I don't want to be elderly. I don't want to be old. Mm -hmm. I want to keep going. And, and because I'm in the different language every hour, different patient, I'm like, I want to go on a trip. I want to go see where these people came from. What did they leave? What, how bad was their country to come to? to come live in a three-decker apartment in Dorchester, Massachusetts, you know? Oh, so you had, you had uh, some, some patients that were from Guatemala? Guatemala? From everywhere, yeah, from everywhere. everywhere. So, well, here's the, here's the funny part. So I decided, like, when I got the cancer, I'm, like, radiation, I'm like, all right, I'm going. You know, Kenny, I'm Googling in. I'm going to figure out, because I had found a company, and I kept putting it off, putting it off. <clears throat> I heard somebody talk about their trip in Haiti, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want to do that. I have to do that. I got to do that. And then with the diagnosis and getting through it, I'm like, I'm going. So I'm sitting in radiation. This is the most ironic thing. I'm sitting in radiation, reading a Spanish language book. And the nurse Lynn goes to me. She's like, what are you doing? I go, well, I see Spanish patients. I'm trying to learn Spanish so I can talk to them. And I want to go on a mission trip. And she's like, oh, where do you want to go? I go, oh, I found this company called Partners in Development. They go to Haiti, Guatemala. I think I'll go to Guatemala because I feel a little bit better around the Spanish. And she's like, she's like okay, um, I know that company. I, I go with them on those trips. And I'm going again in January. So it was like, aha, 
you know, this whole yeah. fate moment, like she had known the company, she was with the company, she was going. So mm -hmm. I went with her in January and we had a great group to, we went to Guatemala. It was a great group of people I went with, got totally sucked into that, hooked into that, you know, when another time I went four times in two years, cause I was so hooked. Like as soon as I got back, I'm like, all right, when do I go again? When do I go again? What did you do when you were there? We were there, they have a clinic and um, they don't, didn't really know what to do with physical therapy at the time. So I was, um, I was, a uh, I did triage nursing. So I took blood pressures, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I would take blood pressures. I'd check in the person, find out the diagnosis and then send it into the doctor. Got to meet a bunch of people. So we went on that trip in January. As soon as I got back, I'm like, all right, I'm going again, going again. So three of us went back again. Wow. Did the same thing. Got to do a little more physical therapy. The third time I wanted to go a different setting. I wanted to go Wednesday to Wednesday. I wanted to see what it was like because I'm usually Sunday to Sunday. Mm -hmm. and I ended up going with kids from the University of Scranton. Mm -hmm. And they were doing their school mission trip. A bunch of nurses, OTs, PTs. But they were doing like construction work. Because you either do medical or you do construction or you do children's programs. Mm -hmm. And going that, that third time with the kids with the University of Scranton students, I was like, all right, I want to do something different. I don't want to play nurse all the time. I want to do something different. And I said, hey, can I teach a martial arts class? Can I teach a women's class? Woo! And, and the, they wrote me back going, you know, I don't, they don't think the women are culturally ready for it. Um, so we're probably not going to do it, but we think the kids would love it. Do you want to do a kid's class? And I, they think the boys would love it. And I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? So from that, I started just like hanging around our kids' classes just so I got ideas of what to do with the kids. So I just go to the kids' class, show up at the kids' time, show up at the kids' class, and got uh, tons of ideas of what to do and how to do it. And of course, you can't simulate that setting in Guatemala on a grass floor in 90-degree weather. Right. So we, we improvised. But what I loved was that we keep, they kept saying the boys would love it, the boys would love it. The entire front row was girls. It was girls. Yay. All the girls loved it. So I was like, yay, I got the little girls in there with me. So awesome. it was fun. And then I went one more time and I'm like, okay, that was good. You know, that fourth time was my, they're like, okay, I'm done. Okay. Haiti next, Cape Verde next, wherever next. Wow. Time that's fun. so awesome. Now, when you were there and you said you wanted to go see why, you know, you have people back here in a, in, in an apartment building and what did you notice in Guadalama? Uh, it was Guatemala. Guatemala. Yeah. What oh, did you notice? Why, why, why did you feel people may, might want to escape from there to come and live in a, you know, a, a, you know, cram a family into a two bedroom apartment or something? Yeah. The poverty, there's little opportunities. Yeah. You know, the men, the men work, uh, sugarcane is their big thing. Mm -hmm. so the men work maybe six months out of the year mm -hmm. doing the sugarcane. My last time I was there, it was the sugarcane season. So they're cutting down the sugarcane, cleaning up the fields. They work nine months, nine, six to nine months a year. And then the, other, the rest of the time, there's no work. There's like really nothing for them to do. Mm -hmm. So if there's a, you know, some men are drinkers, some men are fine. It's a, there was a lot of women at the clinic waiting around with their kids. We didn't see much men because when the men were working, they were working. Um, you know, pieced together houses with metal and some type of fabrication to wow. put together wow. a house, um, plastic for one of the walls. You know, it was, it was fascinating. Wow. Crammed areas, a lot of trash, yeah. a lot of sugar stuff. You know, what do the women do there when they're there? Like, I mean, you said the girls were up front, you know, the little girls, but what, what were required of adult women and, Childcare, babies, wow. babies. They were the moms, you know, they don't, they, um, not a lot of opportunities for, for women. Um, school gets cut short. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have, you know, marriage babies, mm -hmm. you know, doing a lot. So there was a lot of women at the clinic with their kids, kids strapped to their back, hanging out. And what's the difference with the, the, uh, say the women that come here that you've encountered that are here, what, how does their life change when they're here? in this country? Uh, I think they, they're a little bit more resources, a little bit more, you know, that they can do. Mm -hmm. 
Are they, do they stay at home and maybe they, they traveled here with their spouse and their spouse works and. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how it, how it really works. Yeah. I mean, the ones that I see now at home are elderly, so they're not really going anywhere. Mm. You know, the family members are around the families, you know, see the opportunities of a car and all the stuff that they can get here. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like, you feel like you, you made a difference there and they're grateful. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. So I, that's what I definitely want to do more of. My bank account won't, uh, will only let me do so much. Right. <laughs> that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. So your, your bout with cancer brought all that kind of, um, that. Like I'm going. Yeah. Another aspect of something that you've been, you know, maybe had deep down inside, uh, you know, that you've wanted to do for a while. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you just you know, stop putting it off. Stop putting it off. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And that's like for anything, just stop putting it off because you know, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't know. I mean, you know, some of my history, I mean, my, my, most of my family is deceased. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with can't, you know, my both parents cancer, but you know, they were smokers. Um, and they were exposed to asbestos. So that's, you know, a recipe for, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's a recipe for it. But when you look at yourself and, and you're, you know, you've over, you got through it, you got through all the, uh, the treatment and everything. I mean, what was your mindset for that? Like, I mean, how did you, you know, those days you went in for radiation or, you know, you went in for your surgery. I mean, how, how long of a treatment did you have? I mean, was it months or was it a year or? Six, six weeks of radiation. Wow. So I would go in, I'd work. I mean, I, this is where I felt like, you know, you know, should I really be here? Mm -hmm. I would work. I'd run over to Dana-Farber for my one o'clock time or one or two o'clock time, whatever time I had. Sit there in the, in the, um little waiting room, wait for my turn, get zapped for five minutes, pack up and go back to work. Mm -hmm. So I was fine, mm -hmm. but I was around women that definitely like, you know, were not. And it was hard. Mm. So it was like, I again felt like, really, should I be here? I, 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 this was nothing. This was like a fluke little thing because these yeah. women had to go through chemo and radiation and yeah. really had a lot going on and you felt really bad for them. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm bopping into radiation in between working. Wow. Like, Were you able to continue with your martial arts training yeah. too? You did it yeah. all. Yeah. The, the time that I, I just took off like a couple of weeks because um, when I had, I had, I had, when I had the surgery to remove the dock, I, I really couldn't do anything with that arm very much. Mm -hmm. So I took a couple of weeks off just to, just to let that heal. Mm -hmm. Um. So there's I, no sparring for you then you couldn't keep. No, I kind of backed off a little bit <laughs> around that time. Yeah. And I still, there's still certain moves, certain arm moves that, you know, I kind of go, they still hurt. And, and, you know, in a way, maybe I sh probably jumped back into it sooner than I might've should, should have, because I still get, it's still tender in that spot, mm -hmm. but I, I didn't, I don't stop very well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still go, go, go. I don't, I don't stay home very well. I'm going too much and all the time. And that's okay with your family too, right? Like your husband supportive. I, I yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of, God love him. Kenny, I'm going to class. Yep. Go ahead. Going to a seminar. I mean, the joke was, you know, the joke was for a while that, you know, mom's going to karate and dad's going to Pilates and tennis. <laughs> it was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Pilates and tennis. <laughs> Pilates? That's a Pilates and one. tennis. That's a What's wrong one. with this picture? But you know, God love him. He's he lets me go. I go to these seminars. I go to these things. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just go. That's awesome. That's great. Um, so when you know, like as a martial artist on your journey there, I mean, did you have any aha moments where you um were kind of like um you know, had a moment of realization, like, um, just, uh, you know, something that you were like, Oh, wow, this is unexpected, you know, kind of learning experience. And 
Did you ever have anything like that when you were doing martial arts? Well, it was definitely the sparring when I was like, yep, I'm, I'm, they're not going to beat me. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to kill the man. I'm not going to kill the guys. I'm going to just do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going to keep going and fell in love with it. I have moments of like, uh, uh, oh, where was I going with that thought? Now I'm sort of, I, the past year or so, I started to teach our 11 o'clock class. Wow. And so that's you've become I, the teacher. Yeah. And that's kind of like the aha moment of like, oh, that's what that was supposed to be. Oh, wow. That's what that is. Oh, so like when you're doing like a technique and you have to teach it, you're like, oh, that's what they're trying oh, to Oh, that's what me. it is. Because oh, now God, it's like, I got to learn the words. I got to remember what I'm saying. I got to, uh, oh yeah, I'm supposed to know this stuff. So that's my, my, of like my realization of like, oh my God, you know, now I'm on the other end. Trying to teach this. And I have to be, be better focused and focused and learn it and remember it. And, and that's kind of keeping me going because now I have to tell somebody else how to do it. Nice. And that's huge. Yeah, I remember, believe me, because I know I used to have a lot of confusion when I was learning different techniques and it didn't all come together right away. It was, uh, it took years before I was like, oh, I can put this together with this and this mm -hmm. piece and that piece and how the body works and then the whole like thought process behind it and why we eventually get to the point where we become fighters and we're learning actually not to fight. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like not to be in a position where we will be, you know, in a fight or something, even though, you know, we like to spar and all that. We really, I mean, you know, unless, you don't want to be there. Yeah, not, not really. I mean, in cage fighting, it's a little different. I mean, these people want to compete and test their skills and, and really um, get into that. It, it is a life or death. I mean, like when you were going through your, your cancer and when you found out about it and you kind of went into that, um, fog. I, I call it the mental fog because I remember, I, not that I was ever diagnosed with anything like that, but I remember when my parents were and that, that feeling of, um, oh wow, what's, what's just, everything stops. It's almost like time stops and you're like, you're faced with this reality of they might not be with us because of this. This is serious. And, um, you start to rethink things. It's like a reset or, but, but things get really kind of like foggy around you and you get like almost a tunnel vision. Did that happen to you when you, that, when you actually got that call from the, the physician and. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, Whoa. Yeah. What's this really, what's where, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Yeah. Seriously. Because I had, you know, they say, get your mammograms. I'm faithfully because right. there's can breast cancer in my family colon cancer in my family, dad had lung cancer. So faithfully getting a test and then for it to get thrown out of you out of nowhere was like, yeah. Yeah. It's funny though. I mean, I mean, and then when, when you have now, I mean, it like kind of hurls you. It's, is, is it really a bad thing or was it a good thing for you? I, I think it was, I think it was a good thing. It kind of changed how I made me slow down. No, not slow down. Made me do, made me do. I mean, I have friends that comment like on my Facebook post that I'm constantly going mm -hmm. and I'm constantly going because I can, mm -hmm. <clears throat> because I want to, because I see what sick and elderly are like every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I got too much to do. I got stuff. I want to, yeah. I want to try this. I want to go there. I want to, yeah. I want to do this. And what do you think ever held you back from doing those things and that you needed that wake up call? Money, money on some of the levels, hmm. you know, when you don't, you know, you don't think you have money. And I just, I, I winged it. My actually the ironic thing, like the, the great moments of that first trip, my church helped pay for it. You know, church helped pay twice. Um, I just figured out, I did a GoFundMe page. So I got through that one. Mm -hmm. And then the other ones, I think were just like, well, why can't I do it? What do you mean? I can't, you know? Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, as long as I don't like I'm you thinking think money of was the only reason like, why you didn't do these things. 
I don't know. I can't think of why I didn't, huh. didn't do it or it didn't come up or the opportunity didn't come up. And now I'm kind of creating more opportunities for myself. Oh, that creation things. You're opening up. You're allowing things to happen. That's like yeah. a huge, huge, huge thing. I'm just kind of... I think I, over the years, I mean, part of the reason, well, you know why I stopped teaching at that, that gym, you know, it was co-owned with my ex-husband and, and it was time for me to, you know, move on <laughs> and, and out of there, he needed the space to do his thing. And we, we just, you know, we needed to do things differently. So, um, so that was that, but like moving on and, and then allowing for new things to come into your life. It's pretty scary, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and um, uh, you know, trying to start something that you're like, oh, you know, you know, is, well, for one, is, you know, is, is my husband going to be okay with this? I'm, I'm, you know, be taken off for, for whatever by myself to Guatemala or whatever, you know, <laughs> you know you know, is it safe there? Is she going to be safe? Will she be well? You know, I'm sure he must have had some concerns when you decided this kind of new change and shift and you know, I'm going to be this now. I think, you know, I mean, we've been together for a long time, so he knows me. Yeah. Even my mother was like, you're going to do what? But mm. she knows when I have my mindset, I'm going. When my mind is made up, I'm going to will myself into doing it. Yeah. And, you know, you read The Secret, you read all these positive energy attitude yeah. type things. And that's what I keep doing now. I'm like, yep, well, I'm going to be going. So I'm going, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And, and, you know, I haven't won the lottery because I keep being negative on that. But, <laughs> but trying to just say, no, I'm going, you know, I, I, I'm going to do it. Come um, hell or high yeah. water, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And there are things that I go, shoot, should I really do that? Do I really want to do that? And when you go, you know, and you make a connection with somebody or something, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, I keep going to all these different seminars. I keep going to all these different things. And, and I could sit and listen to these people talk for hours. Mm. You know, granted, you know, to try and do any of the techniques, to do any of the stuff, I'm still like kind of lost. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, wow, look at them. They're so fascinating. This stuff is awesome. Can you just, can I just watch? And, and you know, I, I try to be respectful, try to be quiet, try to be nice so that, you know, yes, I'm not over. Yes, I'm trying to get involved in everything, but at least I'm doing it like quietly, like kind of like timidly getting in there to go, you know, hey, what's going on here? What can I help here? What can I do here? You know? Right. Yeah, I think it was awesome when you, you know, asked, you, you changed gears of, you know, when you went down to Guadalajara. Guatemala and and you were like can I teach a class of martial arts? Yeah I just like wanted to do something with it. That is so cool and it, it sounded like it was really well received and and then and I knew you were like I want girls here you know like. Now, do, well when do, they ever said the boys would love it they didn't think the girls would I was floored by the girls it was amazing it was like it was fun. I mean I yeah. have pictures everywhere I have pictures of it. Oh wow. Of some of the that girls, been a great experience. Wow, that must have been really cool. And it's it's definitely a culture shock for them. It's a culture thing. Mm -hmm. Women are meant to be quiet, and men are the head. Yeah. Do you think I? I mean, like how? I mean, when you come, you know, you're we're in this country, and and do you think we've come that far from from? I mean, I know we've come a long way, but are we still like that far away from say? what they're experiencing there. I mean, we still have as women, um, you know, some setbacks here and there, like, um, in work in the, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. I, I think we do, but we've, we've definitely come a, a lot farther, but do you find any of that? Do you, you know, could you, when you were there and then you came home, did it make you think differently when you were here? Yeah. A little bit of like, you know, how we treat what their life was daughters. like. Yeah. I mean, they're married at, you know, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Last trip, there was a 14 year old with a baby. You know, that's mm -hmm. their, their life is marriage, kids. Mm -hmm. And and now having a 17 year old daughter who's like going to Europe next week on a school trip. There's Your an daughter's opportunity. daughter's going to Europe next week? She's going to Europe tomorrow um, on a school trip. So it's like the opportunities now are so amazing for people now and they're not there. So yeah. Wow. That's great.
That's great that she's, she's going to Europe. Wow. I remember yeah. mine did that. Like it was, I, I went one time with her. She, she went twice, but one of the times I did go with her, it was awesome. Such a great, great experience. To great travel. experience. She's doing the, it's, it's a school trip. They're going to Paris, Nice, Monaco, um, Florence and Rome. And these are places Kenny and I gone a couple of, you know, we went to Paris, we went to Rome. So it'll be fun for her. She's mm -hmm. looking forward to it. So we'll That's be awesome. nervous for the next week while she's yeah. away. Did you, did you get her a phone? <laughs> oh, she has a phone. Are you kidding? Yeah. Good. Well, that's a new, that, that, I mean, back when my kids were younger, it, that was kind of a newer thing for them at that age to have the cell phones now. The cell phones. Yeah. A big thing. So, um, thank you for coming on. And I'm, you know, what's, what's next for you? I, you, you're still training in martial arts and you still go and spar, but like, uh, will you go back to, you know, uh, Guadalajara? Guadal Guadal I, I um, Guadalamara. <laughs> Guadalamara. No, trip-wise. <laughs> you wanted um, to say that. I don't know why. I know. No, trip-wise, um, I'm actually going the in two weeks, the, the 25th, I'm going for my birthday to the Dominican Republic. I will be swimming up to a pool there? bar on April 26th. Huh? Are you going to be training anybody there? Oh, God, no. Oh. This is my beach vacation. Oh, okay. Um, in my sights is possibly a a trip with the medical um, team from our clinic to Cape Verde next oh, fall. Nice. And I really want to do Haiti in 2019. So I have that. I want to go somewhere. I want to go. I want to go see. Yeah. So I'll try to make that work. You know, wow. I, I, I love to do that. I mean, granted, I try and speak the language. I can't, I try, but I can't, um, but I got to change that. I got to try that and see if I can get something in and, yeah. just go and I think just like everything is sort of made me want to plug along and do and keep going mm -hmm. you know keep going to class keep going to you know so how do you think it I mean like you're doing all these things now so how would you say that your martial arts training and you've been at it for now like at least 10 years right 12 years 12 years 12 years so that and it's is funny because really I, I, opened you up to some new things. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to paraphrase someone who told me this. It's like, yes, I've been doing the karate for 12 years. Kempo did Kempo for 12, 12 years. When I got my black belt, I, one of, one of my husband's relatives uh, does martial arts in like Haverhill, Mass. So she sent, she recommended this book to me called Smile, Smile at Strangers. Mm -hmm. And it was a book about some woman's story um, in martial arts. And I read it and I was like, Oh my God, you know, other women, this is awesome. You know, there's other women doing this. It was such a kind of a cool book. And from that, I like developed, like I'm a huge Facebook addict, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I developed like this little women's martial arts groups of like the friends that I knew that were in it. And from that, I got invited their school hosted Bill Wallace. And I got invited. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. Mm -hmm. so I got involved. I got invited up to a seminar. Superfoot. What is it? Super. What is it? Superfoot. 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 Yeah. Got invited up to his seminar and was like, this is so much fun. This is so cool. He was a character. He was awesome. And then from there, I kind of met a few other people and met this Christine and Christina and Terry Dow, who have this whole martial arts symposium weekend. And I'm like, ah, what the hell is that? They're like, come. It was in Hampton Beach at that time. This was probably four years ago. And I went and I was like, oh my God, this is, you know, a whole group of people. Yeah. A whole group. Yeah. So that kind of opened up to different styles and different things. Yeah. And I got to meet other people and I've gone to that a few times. In the book, The Smile at Strangers, the woman um, mentions the Women's Martial Arts Federation and they have a camp in July every couple of years. So I actually went, I went out to it in Chicago. It was like a room full of women that loved this and they were elderly and they were young. And I was like, holy crap, I could, I can do this forever. You know, because Whoa, I didn't even know this. I, I, you know, I've been out of the, the tr more of the traditional martial arts, like the, yeah. you know, the, all the old school I've been uh, training at Sityatong. I'm in and out of there. It's the, you know, it's more or less an MMA gym. Um, so you get out of that kind of, uh, culture of, of, um, 
that that set in martial arts culture of the old school style ways yeah. of, of doing things and where there is a, maybe a little bit more connection i think there were some women brazilian jiu-jitsu though yeah so i went to that i'd gone to the symposium a few times and like started to meet other people and and one of the guys i, I i'm going to take what he said he goes you have your toolbox yeah and what you add to it what you learn all these little things you're adding to your toolbox so that's where i'm that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm keeping, still doing what I'm doing. My instructor, you know, instilled in us, keep practicing it, work it inside out and backwards, keep, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. So I'm still doing all that, but now I'm like adding a little flavor. I, I like sticks. I like knives. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm learning some stick stuff. With you me. like weapons. <laughs> weapons. I'm starting to like weapons. Nice. So, you know, yes, in our system, we block them, but we don't use them. So now I'm you're kind learning how to use them. Extra things to use them. What? You're learning how to use them. Yeah. I'm learning how to use these sticks and these knives. So I'm, yeah. I'm just sort of like gradually introducing things. I mean, I wish I had more time. There's not yeah. enough hours in the day for everything I want to do. Right. You know, for a while there, I wanted to add Tai Chi again, the small circle jujitsu that you guys all love, yeah. you know, that you guys all did in the past. Yeah. That stuff is cool. Like just because I've learned and watched all these different people at these seminars, I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to do that. I don't have time because I work full time and I'm a mom of two kids and they're teenagers and now they need me. I'm like, how the hell am I going to do all this? So it is a matter of balance and we have to learn balance. That's why they call it an art though too, because yeah. you are learning all these things. Balance, you learn persistent, you focus, commitment. Yep. I mean, you know, being a committed martial artist, I think once you start, you're, you're sucked in and you can't get out of it, you know? <laughs> like, I, I'm, you in start, this, I'm in this little debate group. And, and my question was, when do you feel like a martial artist? When do you feel like it? When do you know you what I mean? Like, when do you feel like it? When you're sucked in from the beginning? When you've been doing it for a few years? I'm like 12 years in, I still feel like low man on the totem pole. I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, what? Well, well, it's always. Well, I really know what I'm doing practice. here. I know. I feel the same way. I, I'm always. You're always learning. Your mind is always stimulated. Yeah. You know, and you can study all these different arts too. Like, I mean, you could go in and, and specify, like, oh, I'm just gonna learn judo. You know, I'm gonna go and learn mm -hmm. how to toss people, or I'm gonna do, you know, say Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and and learn how to, you know grapple with people and and learn all the the locks and you know the arm bars the chokes and how to actually roll around and get out of a situation or um or you can learn say muay thai which is the kickboxing aspect of it i mean there's just so much of it there's a keto there's oh yeah there's, yeah it's endless it's endless and it's such in the difference because you know you started out as a yoga practitioner do you still do <laughs> yoga at all do you do any yoga child pose that's it child pose <laughs> the, the the beautiful thing about yoga is you're on a mat but um you know you don't get to take what you learn off the mat i mean you get to learn something about yourself while you're on the mat you get physically fit you you know do it's all for meditation in the end and breath work and to be in yourself in the moment consistently, but you got to learn how to take it off. And that's what got me into the martial arts is because you need to know how to deal with people yeah. <laughs> and you deal with people in the martial arts. So it's an, it's an advanced form of yoga. Don't quote yeah. me on that, but it kind of is. It is. And, and now like I'm, I'm learning to turn that, that, you know, yes, we've done the aggressive. Yes, the martial arts is the aggressive side. Mm. I'm learning that I need to back off. I need some yoga. I need some meditation. Mm. I need some slow me down type of time. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how that. Did you ever happen. get into like the, the more aggressive, like aggressive or aggression? Like uh, when you were, say when you tested for your black belts, I mean, you have to kind of be like, you know, like I'm under attack. I have to bring up this this uh uh you know viciousness and this yeah, you know, like, i don't know did you ever do that floor. i don't even remember the test you don't you blacked it out <laughs> i blocked it i blacked it out Some people do you know they block it like because you, i remember the second degree one going just i did a form i did a move with the size and i just went what the hell did i just do i think we all did it yeah 
And, and even the instructor was like, yep, four different ways of doing that. Because <laughs> all four of us did it a different way. Like, oh, God. Do you ever watch women's mixed martial arts or the UFC? You ever... if, if, if I'm allowed to watch the TV, whereas Kenny's always flipping. I mean, I keep looking at them. I get the emails of all the different ones. I see them on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I want to go. Oh, I have something else to do that night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's interesting to watch. I mean, at one point, we were all like, let's do that. And then I went, I'm 40. I can't do that. <laughs> I know, right? What I was know. I thinking? But I know. I got to go to work the next day. I got to go to work the next day. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, even now, we get, you know, from sparring, you get bruises here. Right. And then you, you have to like explain them in the summer. So that's why I'm like calf padded and arm forearm padded. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get them. They're one right here. So, yeah. But, but you, you're not ever really banged up. I mean, not bad. No, no, no not, not totally. Just for you uh, people out there that are thinking, well, maybe I'll go join a martial arts gym and check things out. Right. We're just trying to ease your you know, if any, I think sometimes people are like, I would never do that. I've ha I have students, you know, since I've had you as a student that I got doing Muay Thai kickboxing and, and they confided later on that they would have never done that if, mm -hmm. if I hadn't coaxed them into it. And they were even getting to the point if they had trained more, you know, consistently, which I didn't offer consistent classes, I would do them certain times of the year. And, um, they had said if if it had been more consistent we were getting kind of close to thinking well maybe i might take a fight <laughs> it's empowering it's definitely like wow you know you're getting you're breaking through something that you can do it yeah it's kind of neat yeah and i remember your mantra i can't do this and now look at you i can do this i can do this you're like i can I, I i seriously call this my greatest skill i hope to never use yes but then I heard somebody else say it, well, I use this every day. And I went, he's right. I do use it every day. Yeah. You know, because it helps you deal with people. It helps you focus. It helps you discipline. It helps you, you know, so it's like both ends of the coin there, you know? Definitely does. I know I, I've been more empowered by doing it over the years. Like it got me through a lot of tough times for me. Like, I mean, I think it got the mindset got me through my divorce, got me through um, losing my sister, got me through, mm. you know, like you just, it makes you stronger as, a, as an individual, I think, and um, less fearful of things. I think one of the questions I sent you was, uh, you know, where, um, where, what was it, you know, what, what was your greatest challenge, you know, when you ever having to deal with fear? And how did you overcome it? And you, you, you weren't sure how to answer that. And I'm because thinking I haven't had anything that scary. And, and, and it, I really don't think I have, but I mean, I work in a dangerous neighborhood. I'm in Dorchester, Roxbury. I'm in these neighborhoods all the day, all yeah. the time. But I, I mean, it's taught me like awareness. It's taught me like, keep my, keep my eyes open, keep me there. So I knock on wood have not had to deal with anything. I mean, fear was the cancer and obviously I made it through. Right. Um, you know, I haven't uh, had anything bad. Get yeah, did you? I mean, did you really think about your mortality when when you got when you were diagnosed? Did you for a few minutes there? Yeah, yeah. I kind of went, oh, yeah. what's this? You know? Yeah. And you do. You kind of go, am I going to be okay? They caught it early enough, so they. And I kind of. It was more like, you know, stop ignoring your own symptoms. Like, I'm, you know, as a mom, you take care of kids, take care of everybody else. Well, stop ignoring your own stuff because you don't know what's going on. You know, if I didn't pay attention to that, I don't know what I would have been. Yeah. So I think that's, that could be the little scariness. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then you found that you needed to kind of pay attention to what and slow things down in your yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah, as, as much as I to what you you listen to your internal like what your body was saying, but but to what your internal maybe dialogue that you were you might have been ignoring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Take care of you for a few. Stop and think of you for a few minutes instead of everybody else. Instead of everybody else, and that's what I do. I take care of everybody else because I take care of patients all day. I've got the kids trying to take care of them. Take care of everybody else but me. 
Oh. And, and it's funny because I even, I started to do acupuncture and the acupuncturist said that to me the other day. He goes, you're not Jesus. Stop taking care of everybody else. Take care of yourself. And I kind of went, okay. So I go back to him next, uh, in a couple of days to kind of see where, where that, um, where that go comes from, where that goes. What, the, what, what, why are you seeing the acupuncturist? I wanted to go. I was curious. Yeah. For my yeah. stomach, for other th- headaches, stomachs. I wanted Did to kind work? of like, um, no, not yet. <laughs> You've only gone once. I went twice. Twice, yeah. Yeah. But it was just like the funniest thing that the way he said that, he goes, you take care of everybody else, don't you? And I went, yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Well, that's what, well, women, we're all caretakers. Most yeah. of us, most, most are some, uh, and then if we aren't, we're, Maybe we're selfish. I don't know. Well, I went to, um, I'm involved in church and some things at my church. This phone keeps ringing. I'm sorry. And, um, and one of the things we went to, it's this forward leadership team. And one of the things you learn about is your style. Are you a North, South, East, or West? Hmm. All right. What's so that? I am. I've heard this before. Can you stop that? Okay. Oh, I, it's open. Hang on one second. I got Kenny. I'm home. I was talking to Shelly. So I learned that my style is a South. Like I'm a relationship person. I'm an empathy person. Okay. You'll hear me. Yep. So it was a, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Care about everybody else. So that's that's the north, south, east, and west. How does that work? I missed that. Like the it's a comp- it's a how what's your style? North is like a action person. Oh, south is okay. like empathy and relationships. East is um big picture and vision person. West is like analytical and data processing. Oh, okay. And what are you? I'm a south and an east. A southeast. Oh, vision visionary. Sort of. And then, um, and then what was self and, uh, em- empathy relationships, empathy. relationships. Oh, wow. So somebody told you that? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, we, we picked, we sort of went in our own little corner. Cool. Kind of neat. Yeah. And you knew exactly what you were. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you have some new things coming up for you. You're going, I, you had mentioned you're going up to another one of those symposiums or something. Yeah. Up in New Hampshire, New Hampshire. And it's for martial arts or. Yeah. Yeah. It's all different styles, all different people, um, different things. And, and from that, like I keep meeting friends. So I keep kind of going just more for the friendships now. Nice. You know, awesome. Getting to meet, get it, see people you see once a year type of thing. Yeah. Staying in touch. Learn, learn from little people, learn from other people. Cool. Just kind of fun. Do you think you'll teach again um, when you go out of the country again? Do you think you'll teach martial arts? Probably again? not in the same setting. I think it was because with um, when I went to Guatemala, it was a familiar setting. Like I've gone a few times, so I needed something else to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll get to do that in another setting especially the first time mm-hmm. i think it takes a while to figure out where to fit that in right right all right well i want to thank you for coming on the show it was great to is this yeah, nice? kenny's case sneaking in hi hi how are you good thanks how are you i'm, I'm fine what's going on here <laughs> all right bye bye <laughs> The hubby came in. The hubby came in. The hubby came in. Wow. He looks great. You guys both look great. Thank you. The martial arts is keeping you young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not him, but me. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Or it works both ways, really. Yeah, it does. You know, you keep him young. He keeps you young. So thank you so much for for being on the show. Um, Your story is great. I'm like, I can't believe you, you went from, you know, being I can't you know, do this class and and becoming a black belt and surviving cancer and being a mom raising teens and everything that you do that's wonderful um thank you it's all your fault I'm playing the blame game on you this was not even in my 
in my thought process until you kind of gave it to us. Here, try this. <laughs> I blame you. And I tell that to everybody, like all the guys that, that I've met through you, I tell them it's Shelly's fault. <laughs> Between Rick and Steve and John, I see John. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, yep, guys, it's Don Johnson. I'm like, yep, it's her fault. Oh, cool. I'll see them in New Hampshire. What's that? I'll see them coming up soon. Awesome. Excellent. And this podcast is for women that have been told no, but are pursuing their dreams anyways. It, I'm here to inspire and to empower and hopefully unleash the most excellent you. If you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to follow us on facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. And you can also su subscribe to iTunes or I do have a YouTube channel. And um, if you can't find me anywhere, you can find me on my blog at Evolve WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. I'll be the host. Thanks for listening.